instant recognition, but I think we've almost come now full circle where I feel like it's been so long that we've been in business that now we almost have a generation that hasn't heard of us or we're new to them. They're like, oh, jazzercise, what's that? That sounds really interesting. Um, we have a, a large group of people that are like, oh my gosh, yes, jazzercise. I remember that. My mom did that. My grandma did that. And now there's this whole generation that it's it's something new and the name is interesting and exciting to them. And that's kind of a cool place to be, especially within the fitness industry today where you've been around that long. Hi, I'm Pete McCall. I welcome this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning is the guest for this episode, Ms. Shanna Missit Nelson. Now, we originally had this interview scheduled back in March, and it really was. It was that week when, you know, we found out Tom Hanks, you know, had coronavirus. We, you know, the NBA went on suspension. Everything was happening. And I was literally driving up to the offices uh, to interview Shanna and her mother and got the call that they wanted to reschedule the interview. Originally, we were going to do this interview, um, and then Shanna is the president of Jazzercise, and I'm going to go into the formal interview in a second. But originally, we were going to do this interview during March, which is Women's Month, because we wanted to talk about how many women have become entrepreneurs and run their businesses as a result of Jazzercise, and we covered that in the interview. But now what I wanted to do was to run this interview during the week of Mother's Day as a tribute. This is a fascinating conversation. Shanna is the daughter of Judy Shepard Missit. Judy is one of the, the icons, one of the uh, founders of the modern fitness industry. Jazzercise was created in 1969 almost by accident. And it really is one of those iconic brands. You can ask almost anybody in the world, you know, anybody about fitness, and they'll only be able to name a couple brands. They'll be able to name like Nautilus, Stairmaster, and Jazzercise. It has become just one of those ubiquitous names for, for fitness. That's why I wanted to have this conversation. Shanna is now the president of Jazzercise, and she tells a fascinating story. She actually, well, I'll, you, you'll hear the story when we get into that. I mean, because she wasn't, she had no plans on getting into the fitness industry. Yes, she was a dancer. Yes, you know, she had taken her mother's classes growing up. But for her, it was always what her mother did. And this is a fascinating discussion with one of the iconic brands in the industry about how it has evolved over the ages. Because if you think about it, right, Jazzercise was founded in 1969. It was one that it was, it grew up. I mean, it basically, Jazzercise grew. It's almost, it's 50 years old. It hit its 50th anniversary in 2019. The modern fitness industry grew up around the same time. So people who've been doing Jazzercise the entire time are now in their 70s, almost 80 years old, probably a little bit beyond. You know, this is really, it was a fascinating conversation because Shanna and her role as president has helped evolve. You know, if you think about jazzercise, you think about leg warmers, you think about tights, you think about all that. But now they have a whole in-home, you know, on-demand component. You can do jazzercise on demand. You can do it on an app. You can do it on a screen at home, which is very, you know, which is very topical right now. That's one of the things we talk about. And if you're looking for workout solutions and you want to support the podcast, Keep in mind that I have three workouts available that you can use whether you're at home or working on the gym. And I mean it. I mean, how many times have you gone to the gym and you're like going, oh, you know, I'm tired of this old routine. I'm tired of doing this. My dumbbell strength training, my kettlebell conditioning, and my functional core training, each one of those is an eight-week program that gives you a couple different workouts. You do the regular strength workout, but you have a mobility and core workout. 
You also have metabolic and HIIT conditioning workouts. So each eight-week program is like three different workouts in one. And if you're a listener of All About Fitness, you can use the code AAF2020 to pay less than $20 for each eight-week program. Each program gets progressively more challenging. They're based on the way your body's designed to move. I've been in this industry a little bit more than 20 years. Not quite as long as Jazzercise, but I've been doing it for a while. And all that experience is in each one of those eight-week programs. So if you're a fan of All About Fitness, if you're looking for some workout solutions that you can do at home or in the gym, check out one of those programs. You will not be disappointed. Now, back to, to the introduction for Shanna. It was really a lot of fun. To, you know, we're actually neighbors here in Carlsbad in California. Her daughter, you know, we talk about her daughters. We talk about what she's doing. And this is really, we talk about what's fascinating to me is how one of the just name brands in the industry, one of the founding members of the industry has evolved with the times. So here we are with a conversation with Ms. Shanna Missit Nelson. Today is a lot of fun to have a conversation with Ms. Shanna Missit Nelson. How are you doing today, Shanna? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. We were just talking before I hit the record button just about um, our, our industry and how with what you do, you know, we're, we're kind of jealous of all the people at home right now yeah, on quarantine. No how I, busy are you? First of all, are you, how are you How are you and the family? Are you guys staying healthy? We're, yeah, we're staying healthy. We're doing really, really well. Um, I'm quarantined with my husband and my two daughters that are um, both teenagers, 17 and 14. So they're luckily doing their, their work and... Um, they're competitive dancers, and so all of their classes have gone to Zoom, their dance classes, which I was really grateful for because they needed to separate themselves, for sure, <laughs> after spending all this time. So they're dancing in different parts of the house at, um, you know, a few days a week, so that's good. And my sister-in-law and my nephew are also quarantined with us, So, and he's a senior in high school. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, so we have a full house, but it's kind of good to have them in here. It mixes it up a little bit. Wait, I mean, I know that's already the name of a sitcom, but honestly, that sounds like a, that sounds like a sitcom, you know, a whole quarantine, <laughs> I you know, know. a multi-generational family quarantine yes. together yeah. and hilarity and hijinks ensue. <laughs> it, it's been great. And we've been doing a lot of TikToks uh, together, the six of us, which has been super fun and funny at the same time. And my nephew in particular um, just finished his basketball season at the high school here and he has a scholarship for full ride scholarship for basketball and you know he's super cool at the high school and I'm like you're just getting cooler with every TikTok we're doing I'm sure all your friends are loving it <laughs> wait where's he where's he that sounds awesome where'd he get a scholarship to? um Cal State Monterey Bay up in the oh, Bay wow. area yeah and so it's really exciting for him Wow, so good! Athleticism really runs in the family. Yeah, that's good. Kind of, and then your daughters—they're uh, in competitive dance. Do they do dance teams? Or are they in performance? How does that work? Um, yes, they do. So they compete for their dance studio, a local studio here. So they compete. Um, actually, their season would be right now. So we're a little sad that there's no competitive dance happening for them, um, competitions or anything. So, but um, we they go, do competitions locally all around San Diego, Los Angeles area, and then we go to a nationals usually in Las Vegas in June. And what so, type of dance do they compete in? They compete uh, pretty much in everything. The only genre that they both don't do is hip hop. So they do contemporary, jazz, tap, um, you name it. 
All right. And, and for listeners, I guess I'm asking because I have two daughters myself, a few years younger than your daughter. So I'm kind of, I'm trying to guess what, what my future might, might yes. in store. Yes. Dance competitions. It's so much fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, my younger daughter, my kindergartner really is enjoying dancing and we Aww. haven't, right now she's doing the YMCA dance programs and she's yes. loving those. And we're kind of like, we can see that she's really thriving in it. So we're trying to decide, is that going to be something that, uh, that we grow into? Is that going to be her sport? Yes. Yes. Well, it takes a lot of time. Competitive dance, I will warn you ahead of time. So just prepare yourself if that's the route she goes. It's super fun, but um, they're really, really busy, which is not a bad thing when they are in their teenage years at all. Well, no, not it'll keep them out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, what I wanted to talk to you today about was the business. We're not talking about sure. kids' dance programs. It's, <laughs> as much fun as, as that might be. As that be. could be, right? Yeah. But it, it's about your business because you're saying you've been busier than heck since uh, since all the self uh, the, the isolating at home and mm-hmm. sheltering at home took place. What what business are you with? Some people might recognize the last name, and obviously they might have seen the description uh, before yes. Hidden Play on the podcast. But what what, what what fitness business do you work yes. with, Shanna? Um, well, I am the president of Jazzercise, Jazzercise Inc. So Jazzercise is uh, the original dance fitness workout. Um, a lot of people have heard our name, know of us, um, kind of associated ate us with the 80s, but um, we have been in business for 51 years. This is our 51st year this year, and um, we are stronger than ever. So that is the business. So my role with Jazzercise um, is kind of multifaceted in that um, I do a lot of, obviously, the business strategy and moving the brand forward and planning for what the program is going to overall be. But uh, I have a huge creative portion to my job, which is creating all the choreography that we do for Jazzercise. So it's a little non-traditional as far as my role in the company because I have the business side and the creative side that I'm in charge of. So it's really good. Both is great. Well, that's cool. I'm going to ask you about both of that. And what yeah. the interesting thing is, you know, I when I was looking at this, it was kind of fun when I got when I got uh, the information from your organization in, mm-hmm. in my email because, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of my listeners may have taken jazzercise classes over the years. But I remember my mother, Shannon, going to jazzercise classes oh, in the '80s. Yeah. You know, when she was, you know, when she was hitting the the fitness boom of the '80s. I was a, yes. a teenager. I think you and I are about the same age. Yeah, looking looking at our bios, uh-huh. and it really was. And I, so when I got that, I mean. I honestly, and I will admit to, I'm a little bit of a meathead. Um, <laughs> I call myself a reformed meathead, but is Jazzercise still going strong? Fill us in a little bit about what Jazzercise has been up to. Yes. Well, Jazzercise is still going strong. I mean, that is the funny thing about our business. Like I said, we are kind of associated with um, an era with the 80s because that is really when Jazzercise became very, very popular. Um, my mom, Judy Shepard Missit, is actually the founder and the creator of Jazzercise. And so that was when she became Jazzercise, <laughs> basically. And um, so we are a franchise business. We have close to 8,000 franchisees worldwide. We are in all 50 states and about 30 other foreign countries. And um, we have lots of instructors and lots of classes still happening all over the globe. The business has changed. Obviously, you know, the fitness industry is very trendy and um, there's been a lot of companies and programs that have come and go. We've really stayed true to our dance fitness roots. So we are the original dance fitness workout, um, as we'd like to say, because that is who we are and who we always will be. But over the years, we've added many, many different facets and um changes to our programming. So um, we used to just have one basic class that when Jazzercise first started, that was just this dance fit, dance aerobics class, essentially. But, you know, we've over the years integrated strength training, hit training, core training, uh, all sorts of different um, workouts to our um, 
kind of our repertoire, I guess you would say, so that we have been able to stay current and fresh and, um, and stay part of the exercise, you know, platter that you would have as a consumer today. And one of the things I think that has always made us stand out as a business is that we really are the exercise program for everyone. Um, If you were to go to any of our classes today, you will see all different types of people working out. And that meaning all different fitness levels, all different ages. You might have somebody that, you know, is just got done having their first baby in their 20s or 30s, you know, exercising next to somebody that's in their 60s and their 70s. And the nice part about our program is that really you can have both of those people working out together, doing the same thing and getting what they need and want out of their fitness program. So that's kind of where we're a little different. Well, and I think that's one of the so one of the things that's so cool, right? Is that how you have how you evolved, and I do want to talk to you a little bit about that, mm-hmm. about how you've grown over the ages. But just so you know, I was on my way to, and for listeners, I was literally on my way to go interview uh, Shanna and her mother um, at their studio here in Carlsbad. We're neighbors in Carlsbad. When I think that was the day when literally all the schools in our area started closing, mm-hmm. and everything was shutting down because yes. of uh, COVID and coronavirus. Because I wanted to, I was going to interview you, but I wanted to come back and take a class with you guys because yeah. I've never done, you know, my, my, my ex-wife was a step instructor for years. I used to do her right. step classes, but I was going to put myself, I wanted to take one of your classes. Yeah, oh, I'm going to hold myself to I'm that I'm going to hold you to that too. And I'll, you kind of told me where you live. So now I know exactly. you're really close by. <laughs> exactly. So. I mean, we, we are neighbors. <laughs> and so I will, uh, I will, because I do want to do that because it is one of those things where, you know, especially being in, in this role with the podcast, uh, and you guys are one of the most iconic brand names. I mean, when, let's face it. When you think of fitness, you can probably name five or six brand names off. Any the, the average consumer who may not be a fitness enthusiast could probably name five or six brand names off the top of their head. And Jazzercise, I would bet, would probably be one of those five or six. Has that been your experience over the years when people hear that you work for the company? There's that instant recognition. Yeah, instant recognition, but I think we've almost come now full circle where I feel like it's been so long that we've been in business that now we almost have a generation that hasn't heard of us or we're new to them. They're like, oh, Jazzercise, what's that? That sounds really interesting. So um, we have a, a large group of people that are like, oh my gosh, yes, Jazzercise, I remember that. My mom did that. My grandma did that. And now there's this whole generation that it's it's something new and the name is interesting and exciting to them. And that's kind of a cool place to be, especially within the fitness industry today, where you've been around that long. Well, I have to say, it was a few years ago, and I remember it was 2016, because I, I was on a trip, I was speaking at an event somewhere, and I read a, a post, a blog post that was put out on, on Twitter, and I almost gagged, Shanna, because it really... The, the woman who wrote it obviously was a very young, she probably did not do any research because mm-hmm. the article was about Tracy Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, well, Tracy Anderson, the woman who practically invented the category dance aerobics. And oh. I think I, wherever I was reading it, I think I spit coffee all over her <laughs> or what I was reading because that was so incorrect. I mean, honestly, your yes. mother was the one who probably, who, who probably created this whole category and you grew up in it. How much did you realize what your mother, when you were growing up as a kid, did you realize what your mother did or was your mother just always coming and going in a leotard and you really didn't pay much attention to it? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. You said that. Yes. I, I really had no idea. It was just what my mom did. And I really thought for a long time, that's what everybody's mom did, that everyone, <laughs> everybody's mom put leotards and tights on and like ran out the door several times a day to do, you know, 
what they did. And it wasn't until I was much older that I was like, oh, wow, this isn't what everybody's mom does. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely grew up in um, fitness. I, I laugh a lot when my kids were younger and you know they grew up coming to the studio with me and going into the babysitting room and spending all that time. And you know they would sometimes complain as they got older, oh, we have to go again. We have to go into babysitting. And I was like, look, you were just lucky there is a babysitting room because I spent so many times in the corner at the YMCA when your grandmother was teaching class all by myself. So be happy you're in a babysitting room. So I spent a lot of time at um, what would end up to be jazzercise classes. And um, I had no idea she was creating this. You know, she really, this company was not purposeful. She didn't plan on creating a business or, or pioneering an industry. She just really did what she loved. She grew up as a professional dancer, a dancer her whole entire life. And so when it came time to, um, she was teaching dance in Chicago at the company that she danced for. And a lot of the customers or I guess the students at the time that were coming through her classes noticed she noticed weren't staying and it bothered her but back then you know it was the late 60s they were just looking for something to get um, ready for a class reunion or a wedding you know they felt out of shape and they wanted to reduce their size be a smaller size whatever it was that their goal was and they went to dance classes to do that but my mom was teaching a dance class you're going to go on and be a professional dancer right so it's very technical and you know a lot of corrections, and she just had this idea, and asked the studio director if she could take them down in the basement, turn them away from the mirrors, and base it in what she knew, which was jazz dance and dance, and positively reinforce them, like tell them they look good, you look great, you're doing well, keep it simple. And the first class she had 15, then she had 30, then she had 60, and it was like the room was maxed out. And it was at that moment where she was like, hmm, I think I'm on to something. And then my family, we moved here to Southern California several years later, and she just kept doing what she was doing, and it became very popular very fast. But wait, I'm and confused. Then, how, how did there was no Instagram, there was no YouTube? No, how did be- <laughs> I know. How do people find out? How did yeah. we do? I know. Yeah, I. She just started teaching here locally. Um, we, you know, lived in Oceanside and Carlsbad here in Southern California, and she just started teaching at the YMCA's and at the community centers and all of these places. And um, it just is really, the word caught on really, really quickly. And at one point, I think my mom was teaching like 20 classes a week. Crazy. She would lose her voice because there were no microphones. Like, you know, we didn't use mics either, or she didn't back then. So, um, you know, it's really proof that doing what you love, doing what is your passion um, can really bring you uh, so much good fortune. And, um, you know, in her case, she just wanted to spread the love of movement. You know, she knew what movement had done for her and how it made her feel. And she wanted other women to be able to experience the same thing. Well, that's powerful. And and I want to stay here for a second, Shannon, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, because I'm interested in maybe how you've influenced your kids, you know, they're, they're into dance. And the reason why I asked that, if you knew what your mother, what your mother was doing Mm -hmm. when you were growing up is, I, you know, I told you my kids are in elementary school and, and yes. yes, they've grown up in the, you know, we help, you know, my ex and I helped open up the Equinox here in La Costa and, oh, right. you know, they, they've grown up going to the gyms with us. They've grown up, you know, coming in the studios and, and playing with us afterwards. And I'm just, I'm curious as to what kind of impact that's going to have on them. Cause they know that both mommy and daddy do, do fitness stuff, right. but I don't know how it's influencing that. And, and the, what the interesting thing I read was that you didn't even tell your mother 
Is it true that you didn't tell your mother that you're going to try out for Jazzercise? What, I what, didn't. You know, no. How did you end up being an instructor? Talk about that well, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I went off to college. I went to University of Arizona in Tucson and um, right away discovered that I needed to continue to work out <laughs> and to dance and to move. And so I just went to the local Jazzercise in Tucson and started taking classes. And I started going quite a bit. Um, and one of the instructors there at the time was like, you know, you should teach. And I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. I'm like, teach jazzers. I'm like, teach jazzercise. That's crazy. But soon thereafter, she kept kind of pestering me about it. And finally she just said, look, I signed you up for the training. You're, you're going at this date. You just, you need to do this. And I was like, okay. But I was really worried that I wouldn't be good enough. And how embarrassing would that be? Like (laughs) if I didn't pass our training. So I decided to keep it a secret from my mom and only the people at the office that needed to process my paperwork, um, you know, knew. And so I went to the training and, um, luckily I passed, thank goodness. And I called my mom. She was in, in Europe at the time working and it was like four in the morning and I called her and I was like, mom, mom, you know, I became an instructor. And she's like, an instructor of what? Like totally burst my bubble. I'm like of jazzercise. And she's like, Oh, that's so great. So, um, it is a true story. I just really wanted to make sure that um, I would pass before I kind of let the cat out of the bags. Do your hamstrings really flex the knee? Are crunches the best way to strengthen your core? Which exercises really help you to target your glutes and thighs? Now here's the thing. If you know your anatomy, if you know how your muscles are actually designed to function, then you can identify the best exercises that can help you reach your goals. The fact is our body was designed to move. All muscles work together. Anytime you're moving, multiple muscles are working together to produce that movement. The only time a muscle works in isolation is in a machine designed for muscle isolation. If you really want to learn more about your body, if you want to learn more about how your muscles function, if you really want to learn the best exercises to help you reach your goals with the lowest risk of injury, Then join me for a webinar, Dynamic Anatomy. I'm hosting the webinar live on Friday, May 8th. If you're hearing this after May 8th, you can pick up a recording of the webinar. But for less than $23, use code AAFWEBINAR. There's a link down below in the show notes. And you'll get both the webinar and an ebook of Dynamic Anatomy that will help you learn how your body is designed to function. Here's the thing. Training movement patterns will help you reach your goals in a shorter period of time You'll feel better. You'll move better. And you got to remember, form follows function. So if you teach your body how to move better with movement-based exercises, you'll be surprised at the results you'll get from your workouts. That's Dynamic Anatomy, the webinar and ebook, one package, less than $23. You can join me live on Friday, May 8th. If you're hearing this after May 8th, you can pick up a copy of the recorded webinar along with the ebook, Dynamic Anatomy. The more you learn, the more you know about how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. I look forward to having you join me. Thank you. Well, I think that's, what was your athletic background to that point? Did you, did you do dance yourself or were you playing typical sports? Yes. No, I danced. Yep. I danced and um, took junior jazzercise when I was younger. And, you know, I was always at either the dance studio if my mom was teaching like technical dance or I was at, you know, jazzercise classes um, my whole entire life. So I think it just kind of, went forward then with my kids, you know, they grew up in our babysitting room at our local studios here where I taught. And I think they looked around and were like, Oh, well, this is what everybody does. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. And, um, you know, my, my husband is a 
basketball player and um they we learned very quickly that both of our daughters were not interested at that in that at all my oldest tried basketball for a very short period of time and was skipping across the court and he's like why is she skipping I'm like I don't know that's all she knows how to do (laughs) so um but luckily they're in dance so who knows but being active I think is so important and role modeling that it was really interesting when everything got shut down here. Um, and there was like that first couple of weeks of uh, all of us not knowing what was going to happen. And they take dance at uh, a local studio here. That's where they do all of their training. And before they started moving, you know, remotely and doing, um, everything on zoom, my girls instantly were on jazzercise on demand on our digital platform, taking classes. Cause they were like, Oh, you know, after the first couple of days, they're like, mom, I just don't feel good. I need, I need to move. I need to get sweaty. So I was happy to see that. Well, I would, and I do want to ask you about on demand, because I'm sure you, mm-hmm. you've been blown up like gangbusters with that, but yeah. real quick, what did you study? What did you study at Arizona? Did you plan on getting into the fitness industry or did you, were you going to try to figure out, like, go get a real job as, as some people might say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A real job. Um, I didn't, I I'm an English lit and journalism major. So, uh, I really just got to college and my freshman year was like, I'm just going to do what I really love, which is to read and write. And so that's what I, that's what my degree is in. Um, and then, you know, it just, it evolved my, my, I guess my involvement with the company, my junior year, right before I was going into my senior year, we have a licensing agreement with a company in Japan that manages all of Jazzercise Japan instructors. They offered me, uh, uh, the opportunity to go to Japan for a year and work there with Jazzercise. So I took a year off from college and I moved to Tokyo and worked there and then went back to school. So, and then I, it, at that point I was doing a lot more working for Jazzercise already, even my last year of college. So it just kind of evolved my um, involvement with the company. Well, talk a little bit about the international growth because that's mm-hmm. one area, you know, I've been doing, I've been in the fitness industry now since the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And for much of the last like five to seven years, I've been spending a lot of time in Asia. I work just so you know, I work with um, two of the other major brands that people recognize. I work with Nautilus and Stairmaster and I do a lot right. of their education programs and I've been spending a lot of time in Asia. So talk a little bit about the international growth of Jazzercise and, sure. and kind of how, how that's really helped shape literally, I mean, <laughs> figuratively and literally how <laughs> yes. that's helped shape, you know, your company in terms of its, its long-term growth. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, the, similar to how Jazzercise grew in the States is how Jazzercise grew internationally. And um, one of the big things that helped Jazzercise to grow here, like locally, when it first became a company in a legitimate program was um, being close to Camp Pendleton to the Marine base here. It was like we had women who were instructors that started moving, right? They started moving to different parts of the country and different parts of the world. And that really is how Jazzercise grew. And the same thing happened with many of our countries. We had um, actually the woman that brought Jazzercise to Italy, her husband was in the Italian Air Force and they were over here training and she found Jazzercise. And then when she moved back to Italy, she brought it with her. Um, and so that is how it started to grow. And at the same time, this is, you know, in the eighties, um, what really helped us to grow is that when video recorders came out and VHS, um, tapes, I can't even remember what we call them. And, um, (laughs) it was so long ago, my dad has a background in radio and television. So my parents, you know, decided, because at that time before videotape, we were doing all of our choreography written. So you'd have to write out and do little stick figures to distribute it to our, our instructors. Right. And you can imagine interpretation is very 
best when you're reading choreography versus seeing it. So my parents decided like it would be a good investment to buy a video camera and a VHS recorder, which I think they were like $800 at the time. So super expensive. And um, they, my dad would film my mom literally in our backyard. And um, then we, we would record, you know, duplicate them with the two decks. I remember sitting at my parents' house and helping put stickers on all the VHS recordings. And then we would ship those to everybody. And that's how they would learn their choreography. So I kind of, I look at Jazzercise on demand now and what, how professional and what everything looks like compared to how it was in my parents' backyard when the dogs would like walk through the shot or the cat would walk through the shot and we've come a long way. So that really is what also helped to grow internationally is being able to get that choreography to all of our franchisees and for them to be able to teach the choreography that my mom would create and um, be able to carry the program forward. Well, let's talk about the franchisees because I think one of the, one of the things that I read in, in doing the research was mm-hmm. how you really how Jazzercise really created that business model for and specifically you already mentioned the military housewives mm-hmm. that needed that that kind of needed a business or wanted a business to do and so you guys have grown based on on franchising. How did that growth occur? I mean, because you said your mother kind of fell into this. Was mm-hmm. it something that just happened organically? And, and what has it meant to you, you know, as a woman? You know, what has it meant to you to really be able to provide that opportunity for what they're now calling mompreneurs? I mean, you're a mompreneur. Your mother was yes. a mompreneur way yeah. before that became a became a term. A term. Yeah. So one of the things that my mom is very passionate about and always has been is helping women to be able to be independent, be able to provide for themselves, give them an opportunity um, that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. And so that was really a huge driving force for her. Originally, when Jazzercise started training instructors, everybody was independent contractors, but we quickly realized, um, you know, late 70s, early 80s, that to make this um, truly be able to have, let a woman have her own business, that franchising was the way that we needed to go. So that's why we chose the route that we did. And so that everyone is independent and really can decide how big or how small they want their franchise to be, right? How big or small they want their business to be because everybody's um, has a different path in life. So being able to provide that um, for women has been a huge, huge passion for my mom and for all of us at Jazzercise that um, letting women be able to have their own business is very, very empowering. And it continues to be a driving for, force for us today. And so what did it mean to you when you became more involved with the organization and you ended up becoming president? I mean, what was that? I mean, you said you studied English in, mm-hmm. in college. Was that something that was ever like in your plans or did you, once you got into it, it was, there was no other option. You really wanted to go all the way. Yeah, I think I just, I loved it so much. You know, I remember as a kid, my mom would have instructors over to the house and this is like early days, you know, before jazz or early days and maybe right when the huge boom was happening. And I remember just as a kid, I would love to just sit behind like the circle of women and listen to them talk. And I just grew up around so many strong, independent, smart women and um, just was always so fascinated with it. And I really now full circle see that happening with my children and with my daughters in that there's so many women in their lives that are, um, you know, kind of the women that are behind me. So the women that are in their thirties and their forties that are now the role models for my daughters. And, um, 
it just was such a, a huge force. Like I, I, you know, I've, I've never felt like I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do and not, or that I couldn't be resourceful enough to be able to figure it out. Um, and I really think that that comes from being around women, being successful, being healthy, being independent, um, just really that, that energy that comes from being around those kinds of people was just super, super influential for me. And so you kind of want to pay that forward then as an adult and as a woman and now as a mom and say like, okay, you know, I've got to keep this going uh, for the next generation. And that's, and so how have you done that? Like how has the business model of Jazzercise evolved? Because you, you still do the franchising, but you also have Jazzercise on demand. So is it still possible? I mean, are you still, is it still possible to, to start new Jazzercise didn't start new jazzercise franchises. Yeah. Are they pretty mature markets now? They just get passed from one owner to another. Um, a little bit of both, actually. It's oh, totally highly possible to start a new market with jazzercise, and we definitely now have the tools and know how to do that better than ever. It is harder, I will tell you that. You know, the fitness industry, it's very trendy, trendy, but it's very saturated also, um, and especially in the boutique fitness market, which is what I would put our category in. Um, is it's a tougher market today. You know, it used to be for us because we were kind of the only game in town that was in a studio and doing dance fitness that, you know, we could just say, Hey, we're opening and like, boom, you would get all of your customers through the door. So it is a tougher market. Um, you know, definitely advertising has changed for us. You know, it used to be, I remember, you know, I knew exactly where to place my newspaper ad and which, which section and which day when I had a sale and how to get new customers through the door. And so moving forward, everything into di- the digital space has definitely been challenging for us and been challenging for us also having franchisees that stay with you for a long time, um, you know, that have been used to doing it one way and then have to move into another space. So it's definitely possible. And our business model has just changed um, from the nuts and bolts of it, I would say completely different. <laughs> but the heart of what has stayed the same is, is the programming part. Even though our programs now are, are definitely more vast and more varied, the heart of what we do and how we do it is the same. So that's kind of the common piece that I think helps to drive the business forward. Well, and that's, and that's one of the reasons why I was excited to speak with you because you've mm-hmm. probably been the one really helping lead that. And I really want to totally acknowledge that, Shanna, because as I was looking at this, you guys were literally the first boutique studio. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody that's kind of come along since then, you guys were the first studios to be purely dance aerobics yes. back, you know, way back when. And the one of the things I'm just thinking about, because a friend of mine, right before right before all the closures happened, a friend of mine had just opened the F45 studio here in Carlsbad, oh, yeah. which, which is a relatively, you know, you, you look at that, you have to buy a lot of equipment. So a lot of studios, like I know certain studio franchises are half to three quarters of a million dollars of overhead with equipment yeah. before you even open the door. But you're, you have a, you would, I would imagine you have a relatively low overhead in terms of a business model. And so mm-hmm. it must be very... And that's one of the reasons why it's become so popular among women is it's a relatively low overhead and yes. it's a relatively ease of start of entry of business. Yes. Is that, is that accurate? Am I, am I accurate? It with is, that? it is accurate. If you want to, you know, open a, a studio, your own brick and mortar, obviously those costs are going to be greater than if you're moving into a community center and you're running a space hourly. Um, you know, but yes, we do. We, you can start smaller and then take the business move and grow it into say, if you want to start in renting a space on an hourly basis and build your classes and then move into a studio space, then um, you're going to have some different costs, obviously. But you can, and I think that has been one of the things that's been 
help helpful with our success is that you can scale it to whatever it is that you want to do with your stage of life. You know, maybe when your kids are younger as a franchisee, you just want to have your, you know, five or seven classes a week that you teach and that you own. Maybe somebody helps teach, teach them with you. But as your kids age and you have more free time, if you decide that you want to make your business bigger and move it into a studio space, that you can do that as well. Um, we really have seen over the years, it done all sorts of different ways. And um, again, I think that has really been helpful for our success is that you can get in it and start smaller and you don't have to have those huge overhead costs um, if that's what you want to do. And that's what works for you at the stage of life you're in and then move and change. And Jazzercise, really, our franchise can move and change with all of your different stages of life. And so I think and that's I been apologize. helpful. I realize, you know, I, I totally didn't realize that. And because you have a completely, you know, you say franchisee. And I always think when I hear that term, Shannon, I think of a brick and mortar. You know, I think of right. somebody opening a location. But explain a little bit, because I think as soon as you said that, I'm like, dope. <laughs> I got that wrong of where somebody can go through your program and become basically licensed to teach Jazzercise. But as you said, they can do it in a community center. They can do yes. it in a church. I mean, yes. talk a little bit about that and how that structure works. I, right. I totally, totally. It's I, a little I, different. And I use the term franchisee and instructor. They're really, for me, they're the same. Um, all of our instructors are franchisees. So Jazzercise is a franchise business, no matter if you are teaching for someone. Um, so I have an owner that teaches, I teach for someone, you can do it that way and they will pay you hourly for the classes or you can be the owner where you're owning the business and you're taking in all the income. So um, yes, and you can do it either way and that's how our business has always been set up. So, you know, we have some franchisees that, you know, just have a few classes a week in a community center. And then I've got franchisees that own multiple brick and mortar locations, you know, in, in certain cities, like our number one franchisee, she lives in Houston, Texas, and she has two big Jazzercise studios that she owns there. Um, so it just really depends on what you want. And that's, that's see, I think it's pretty remarkable, man. That gives people the opportunity to kind of start and scale up. And mm-hmm. how has it been as you've evolved? Because again, we're about the same age. And so mm-hmm. for me, there's been a learning curve of learning social media of like, okay, you know, because in the fitness industry, for listeners, one thing that that is a negative about the fitness industry is we're very much, well, this is the way we've always done it. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're a little bit slow on the adaptation side. For those of us that have been doing fitness for more than a few years, we're kind of a little slow on the adaptation side of it. How how has it been for you for you and your company, Shanna, mm-hmm. to really adapt to the Instagram world, to adapt to the new age of of where we are now with digital and social media? Yeah, it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. It's been difficult. And I think part of it is um, because of the age of our business. I think younger fitness companies that maybe initially attract a younger possible, possibly demographic initially probably are much more schooled at it than, you know, say somebody, I mean, I've, my mom and I, I've been helping my mom just now that she's at home right now, like how to get in and and do meetings online and, and all of that, you know, it's, it's, it's different. So it is, it has been a little bit more difficult for us. And it's just because like you said, that shift um, we're kind of later adapters, right? It takes us a little bit or longer adapters. <laughs> it takes us a little bit longer to move into these other places. And I think for us as a company too, you know, we really, how we function and how we make our dollars are with live classes. So adding something something like Jazzercise On Demand for our franchisees was a really scary thing because they, you know, felt um, 
for a while there, some of them were very threatened by the jazzercise on demand presence, not really understanding that, you know, it's just going to add to like the suite of services that we are offering as a company. And that really you've got to have this digital presence as well as the live presence. And they, they really, they don't pull one from another, but they overlap and bring you more exposure and more customers. So some of that has just been big education on our part as a brand and as a company to our franchisees, like, Hey, this is, this is going to help. This is not going to hinder and here's how you need to do it. But it, it's, it's definitely has um, its growing pains for sure. Well, I was going to ask about the jazzercise on demand, especially in light of what, where we are right now with the sheltering in place and, and basically all the fitness, all fitness businesses are closed right now. Somebody yes. can't even, can't even run a jazzercise class in a church basement. No. I, you know, when you first conceived and what I think over the last few years, as I've seen uh, companies like 24 and like daily burn, you know, cause for a while, mm-hmm. 24 hour was offering daily burn. And as I've seen these video on demand um, play like Peloton and others, come on, come online. Mm-hmm. I see them as, I see them as an augment to, to the right. fitness experience. I don't think they're ever going to replace brick and mortar. So I can understand why your, your franchisees might be a little bit threatened, but let's yeah. face it, you know, a, a jazzercise on demand might be a life is crazy today. I can't make it to my class, but I can go home and do a 20 minute video because it's never going to replace. I mean, it's exactly. never going to replace never going to. that in person. Mm-hmm. So what, what's available? What type of programming is available on Jazzercise On Demand? And, and, and how long are the classes? What are the options yeah. on it? Um, so Jazzercise On Demand, we have got um, anywhere from 40-minute classes to 10-minute classes. So we've got our traditional dance mix, which is our just dance fitness uh, class that has a little bit of strength training at the end of it. We have strength-only classes. We have some stretch classes. We've got um, some hit type of classes that are on there. So we've got um, close to 70 different workouts that are available for anybody that joins Jazzercise On Demand. And we're getting ready to film our next big lot of choreography and we're all going to be filming it from home. So it is going to look a little different <laughs> on well, our platform. I'm just, thinking about, I'm just thinking about Saturday Night Live. I don't know. I just watched the oh. first Saturday. Do you watch that? The Saturday Night no. Live that they filmed at home? No. Was it good? It was actually, yeah. Tom Hanks did the opening monologue. Oh, that, from his, I did. Like, I saw that. Yes. Oh. From his, his living room. And, and so you guys are really doing that. You're going to be doing the next iteration. And and how 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 much work is that? I mean, we, we started off the conversation talking about how busy we are right now. Yeah. So no wonder you haven't had a chance to Netflix and chill no. during the shelter in place. It's um it's it's a little bit of work. I mean, I had to order microphones, and luckily one of my my younger daughter really uh, would love to be on YouTube, so she has her own tripod and a ring light. And but I had to order lenses for my phone, and well, thank goodness Amazon is still running pretty quickly. So, um, I've been just filming from our home, you know, I have a little dance room for my daughters here at my house. Um, we've also been streaming classes for, uh, in private Facebook groups for our, um, local customers. So all of us, all of my instructors that are here locally have been doing that from their house. So I've already have a little bit of experience. So we're just, we're going to go for it and see, see what happens. It could be some of our best footage ever, right? Well, hey, you guys, I mean, look, your mother started the business, not really planning on starting a business. Yes. <laughs> so this is, it kind of, it, it kind of is consistent with the branding. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the classes, when you come up with it, what tends to be the most popular classes on demand? Where, where, oh. What are your on-demand uh, consumers, customers, cons- what are they consuming? Yeah, it is definitely our dance mix classes. They love to dance. I think anybody that um, loves to dance and has found Jazzercise, it is 
um, definitely by far their most favorite type of class. And um, so, in it, and that is our most favorite type of class in studio in the live class experience. And it's the same on Jazzercise On Demand. And what do you see as the future? I mean, right now we really, there's, there's a huge like blank slate because we don't know when we get back to normal operations, Mm -hmm. but that aside, like let's, let's move the COVID stuff out of the way. What do you see? How do you see the, your organization evolving over the next three to five years as, you know, as the industry continues to evolve? Sure. Yeah, I think for Jazzercise, I really think we're going to have a lot more Jazzercise studios that are going to pop up. We, um, you know, we still overall as a company, our satellite locations, which are locations in community centers, schools, um, those, those type of locations that aren't a brick and mortar, let's say. We still have so many of them, but I do think that the studio experience is um, what probably a younger generation and this younger demographic that's moving up is going to be looking for. So I see that we will definitely have more Jazzercise studios in the future. I think, you know, one thing, I, I've, I've said this before, I feel like Jazzercise is such a huge part of who we are and why we've been successful is our community. And I feel like we were doing community before community was like a cool thing to do. We, this is just what we've done. And so I think that need and camaraderie and time with your friends, working out together, your kids going to the babysitting room together, all of that I think especially now since we've had um, this experience of staying home, you know, with, with COVID that we're going to value that so much more. And I really feel like our um, classes and locations are going to grow because of that. So um, even setting, setting COVID aside, I really think that our studio business is going to be even bigger uh, just because, you know, we're never going to not want that human contact. It's really, really important And even though the digital space is a huge space, I do feel like it's just, like you said, kind of, it's kind of like the side dish on your main dish. Like you, you need the digital experience for when you can't make it to class, but the in-class experience is always going to be what people are going to need. And so I think that that's where we're going to go. And I think that's the amazing thing. I mean, you guys kind of had the code. You guys had the source code years ago before. And now it seems like a lot of studios are just trying to replicate what you guys Mm -hmm. have done. And that's what made you one of the leading brand names, one of the leading brand names in fitness. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have the opportunity to have a conversation with you. So Shanna, I really, what are, what are some ways that people can find out whether they're interested in a franchise opportunity, interested in, in jazzercise on demand or just connect with the organization? Exactly. Um, well, you can just go to jazzercise.com where it lists, uh, you know, on our website has all of the information about our programming, our classes, what kind of classes we have. Um, and then if they are interested in Jazzercise On Demand, it's just Jazzercise On Demand. You can Google that and um, it'll take you to our site and give you a little snippet of the experience that you would have with us digitally. Um, we have a Jazzercise app. It's called My Jazzercise that also they can go to and download in the app store and um, all of the information is there. So thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great to talk to you. Sure. Likewise. Well, it's always fun to talk to a neighbor and it really yeah. is fun to talk to one of the legacy brands. Oh, now, does Jazzercise, do, do you guys have a, an Instagram feed? Or oh, do yes. You have a YouTube channel? Instagram. I mean, yeah, we have YouTube. We have Instagram. We have everything. If you just um, just look up Jazzercise, it's all right there. That's awesome. Hey, come on, come on. We got we got to have it's something easy. for the younger kids. Yes, that's right. Instagram, Facebook, we are on all that. <laughs> now, that was a lot of fun. And 
like I said, I you, you heard me talk about it. I was pulling up. I was literally pulling up to their offices on the afternoon that we had uh, we were scheduled to do this, and I got to uh, you know I got that email and said, hey, they want to reschedule it, and I decided to to make this as a tribute. I mean, I, I especially I love that story that she didn't even tell. She was nervous about telling her mother. And wait till you hear the interview with Judy, because I asked Judy the other side of that story. So if you like if you like Shanna's side of that story, then the next interview I'm running is with Judy, and Judy tells her side of the story of what it was like to get that phone call in, I think it was Italy, in the middle of the night, to, to find out that her daughter had, you know, had become an instructor. And this really is. I mean, I can't, you know, for those of you that might that might listen to the podcast regularly, you know I'm kind of a little history buff. One of the favorite people, my favorite guests I have on somewhat regularly, and you'll be hearing from her again soon, is uh, Dr. Natalia Petrozella. Dr. Petrozella is a professor of history, and she teaches a class now on uh, the history of the fitness industry, and she's working on a book on the same thing. And I really, I respect the history of jazzercise, and I respect what they've done, because if you think about it, dance aerobics was a thing. You know, Jane Fonda was, became a fitness icon in the late 70s and early 80s as a direct result of jazzercise. And it was really fascinating to hear how jazzercise has kind of kept up with the times. You know, and if you love learning how to work out, if you love exercise, you love everything having to do with movement and you want to learn more about it, pick up a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. There's a link down below in the show notes by buying it directly from the publisher. That's one of the best ways that you can support a small podcast like this. You know, if you buy it from other online uh, resources, yeah, you know, you know, it cuts into the, the royalties that the author receives. So if you want to support the podcast, you can pick up one of the workout programs, eight-week dumbbell strength training, eight-week kettlebell conditioning, eight-week functional core training, or you can pick up a copy of Smarter Workouts. I'm not asking something for nothing. I try to put out great content all the time. I'm not going to hide all about fitness behind a paywall. I'm not going to you know, take advertising dollars. I want this to be a user-supported, a listener-supported podcast. So take a look down in the show notes for the different options. And again, just education to help you learn more about fitness and learn more about exercise. Back to the wrap-up. But that really is what was fascinating is to speak with somebody who kind of fell into fitness accidentally. You know, when she went to Arizona, I think it was Arizona, she wasn't planning on getting the fitness industry, but got into it and is taking, you know, taking you know, jazzercise online, jazzercise on demand, creating high intensity interval training workouts with it and really growing the business. One of the things I love about this, the story is that women still have the opportunity to own their own businesses. They can own their own franchise. And, and the cool thing is they don't need to start a studio. They don't need to pay for rent. They can sign up and do this at a rec center. They can do it at a church. They can do it at a school. They can do it at a community building. That's one of the cool things about Jazzercise is they not only made fitness accessible for the end user, but they made fitness accessible as a business for all these small, you know, small, basically, if you look at it, you know, Judy Shepard Massette and her daughter, Shanna, were, they were mompreneurs before that term became a thing. You know, think about how popular they became without, you know, I love that story about VHS tapes, you know, without social media. That has really changed the game. Anyway, I've rambled on long enough. Thanks for listening if you're still listening. And if you want to reach out to me, share a note, share an idea, a story idea, put me in touch with somebody to interview, reach out to Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can also catch me on Instagram. That's PeteMcCall underscore fitness on Instagram. That's PeteMcCall underscore fitness on Instagram. And as always, thanks for stopping by. 
I look forward to having you catch me for future episodes of All About Fitness.